On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I, we dissect game number two. 76ers lost game one, so they're in the big spot tonight, wanting to take another game on the road split before they head back to Philadelphia on Friday night for game number three. All that is next, plus more, right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens of 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my partner, co-host right here on Locked On 76ers. Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer.com, Keith Pompey. Keith, what's happening, man? Game two tonight in Miami. What's going on? Nada, man. Nada. We're going to see if the Sixers can bounce back, right? Yeah, for sure, man. We got to ask you real fast. What was the mood like being around the team for practice on Tuesday on the day off uh, with uh, following that loss? What, what was the mood like? Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I mean. Matter of fact, uh, George Niang made <laughs> poked fun of himself. He says when he came to the interview room, he says, I don't have much for y'all today. Uh, he, he said, either much, I don't have nothing for y'all today because I, I gave y'all nothing yesterday, <laughs> right? So people start laughing, you know, because he went 0 for 7. He didn't score a point. Right. But, um, you know, Danny Green and he, Danny Green and Doc spoke. They looked locked in. You saw a bunch of guys in the um, – you know, working out beforehand, and, and then they did film study. So they all seemed, you know, seemed like, hey, you know, it's, it's not quite ready to hit the panic button. That's what, that's what the mood seems like. All right. Well, it's good to hear. It's good to hear that they still have their spirits right now. It's only one game, so it's not the end of the world. They lost one game. Yes, no Joel and B, but still an opportunity. Before we get into previewing the game tonight, thanks for making Locked On 76ers, everybody. Your first listen every day, and remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. We always get a chance to see the back of Keith's hotel room on the road, whether it's in Toronto or Miami or wherever the heck he is. You get to see that. So you're on the road with Keith, and that's that's always a fun thing. We're, we're jealous of the weather, but it's all good. Keith, big one tonight, man. Uh, look. It's just really simple. Uh, they have to try to split there in Miami uh, and, and, and make this a, a series because you don't want to get it too far out of hand. And then coming back to Philadelphia, sure, you want to believe that you can win on your home floor and take two. But already no Kyle Lowry again for, for game number two. And for me, look, I don't know how serious the hamstring injury is, but I also get the sense that maybe they're just playing a little bit of Hey, Kyle, you take a little bit of the time off. Take a little break. We think we can beat the Sixers without you. You rest that hammy for when we really need you, especially if we go on the road or, most importantly, if we advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. So they're already down Kyle Lowry, and they've shown that they can make runs on this basketball team, that they can defend them a little bit better. But the one thing for me, Keith, that they have to do is they have to play better defense than they did in game number one. 
Yeah, they have to play. Uh, well, you know what? They have to play better defense, right? Um, than they did in game number one. But I also think that they need to make more shots, and they need to, um, you know, uh, they they need to be a little bit more organized. Like Doc Rivers called it random, right? And and the thing with me is what I mean by they need to play. Like I don't have a problem with them playing on the edge, right? Because let's face it, you look at Tyrese Maxey. You want him to just get out and go and, and, and be disruptive and be kind of have it like a track meet, so to speak. You want James Harden to just basically just attack mode and, and you want, you know, Tobias to do the same. You know, a lot of times that doesn't involve plays, right? Um, that doesn't involve plays. But at the same time, it's like in regards to what he means is there were certain shots that from our eye looked as if they were wide open shot attempts. But what happened is guys were rushing the shots because they saw people from the, the heat closing in on them and guys were being physical and, and a lot of that. So it's, it's one of those things where when you look at the 76ers, it's like for them to win, again, defense, you got to play quality defense. You got to crash the boards, right? You got to do all these other things. But to me, one of the main things is, that you got to play a little bit uh, uh, disciplined. Don't panic when you see people closing out at you. Uh, Deal with the physicality and knock down shots. Because when you look at it, they shot 17% from three. And in order for them to win this series, they're going to have to knock down those shots, not having Joel Embiid in there in the perimeter. So to me, that's the biggest key for them, the is for them to knock down these shots. And when you talk about the 17%, Doc Rivers mentioned post-game following the loss on Monday night that he felt 27 of their 30-plus three-point looks were really good looks. They were some quality looks at the rim, and they just simply did not make it, and they need to make those shots. You have to connect on those. And, And on the other side, to be fair, Miami didn't make their shots either. So... You dodged a bullet in that one, which was a you know a door was open for you to make the shots that you needed because they were missing as well. When you have Max Struess and Gabe Vincent going one for seven each in the starting lineup, now I'm not trying to make them out to be, as an example, Duncan Robinson on their own team, uh, uh, sharp shooters, but they are known to make shots. And I don't know that they're going to go two for 14 combined from beyond alone in game number two. So to your point, they absolutely have to make their own shots to keep themselves in it when you have to work as hard as they probably do, knowing that Joel Embiid isn't going to be there and save you for game number two. And who knows when he does, in fact, come back. So that's something they need to do. They need to protect the basketball, as always. You mentioned the rebound, offensive rebound. Keep those guys off the glass. Put a body on someone. And when you talk about making shots, Keith, when we say turnovers, you cannot, once again, I'm going to repeat myself from a previous episode or a previous episode because it's happened so much in, in these games in the past. They have to make sure that when they offensive rebound, they get these extra shots because Miami's getting extra looks. They had a, they were plus 13 once again in field goal attempts than the Sixers were because of those turnovers, those opportunities, those second chance. Staying on one end for three for three different looks on one possession that will deflate you, right? That will you will be done in one possession because of something like that. And then there's a dagger three. So making shots, 
super important. And we know it's much easier when Joel Embiid is in the game. Keith, he is not there for game number two. But on the other side, we got to update the people on the latest with Embiid from the concussion and the orbital fracture in his face and his possible, possible availability when they come home on Friday. That's next right here on Locked On 76ers. And I got to tell you all about Built Bar. Even when you're in Miami or Philadelphia, it doesn't matter where you are. Toronto, it's always a great thing to have. You're missing out on Built Bar if you haven't been able to dive in on it just yet. Have you tried the puffs? I've been trying to tell you for a while. If you're not, you're missing out there. The first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're 100%. Real chocolate covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with so many incredible flavors from yummy cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. How about this one? Don't forget about mint brownie or coconut, coconut almond. These are some of your other favorites that are out there and new for the month. White chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. They're covered once again in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. They're so good. Low calorie. High protein, replace your candy bars with these, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You just simply compare this to the usual 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar with the candy bar at Built Bar. They're all about the taste. You want to make sure it tastes good. And if that's the case, then they'll make it delicious, and they'll figure out the other stuff later with the health, and they do every single time. So for me, for you, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Why you ain't say do it today, people? Do it today. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Because I knew you were jumping in, and you just did it. So, folks, you heard Keith. Do it today. (laughs) Do it today, people. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen Check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And, hey, we've got to talk about last night's games, the two games, Boston evening up their series against the Milwaukee Bucks in game two. And the same can be said for the Memphis Grizzlies tying things up before they head to the Bay Area with the Golden State Warriors. And that's what you need to do when you check out Locked On now podcast you get those updates from those other games around the association and keith we would like for the 76ers to do exactly what those teams did last night uh in game number two this evening evening things up before heading back here to philadelphia on friday night and possibly possibly keith the big fella maybe maybe what's the latest yeah, yesterday after yesterday's practice, um, Doc, well, excuse me, the, the final question on um, the media availability for the Sixers um, had to do with Joel Embiid. And, and Doc Rivers said he started the process. Um, uh, yes, well, what's today? Today is Wednesday. He started the process on Monday. He said he's feeling fine. So what people need to know is the process they're talking about is um, the, the concussion protocol. Before you do the per- concussion protocol, you have to have at least 20, you have to have 24 hours with no symptoms. So then after that, what you do is you do something, you go on the next stage and you ride a bike for like 20 minutes. And 
And then after that, they'll check you to see if you had some symptoms. From there, you go on like a treadmill the next day for at, at a high you know, rate. So Joel has to go through these stages and these stages are like four different ones. Now, again, it's not one of those things where people say, oh, well, he's definitely going to be back on said day, because if you do not uh, pass the protocol in regards to, you know, being monitored and stuff like that, if you still have some headaches and things like that, you won't, you know, you you, you won't pass on to the next one. But this is a good sign. And is, there has been before reports that there's been some optimism and people have said that confirmed them that there is some optimism that he could return later this week, games three or four again, but he has to go through the proper steps. And that's the one thing that uh, Doc Rivers said was, he look, y'all, I don't want to get people's hopes up high, right? But he just wanted to put it out there and he answered the question and, and, and let it be known that the guy is sort of revving back up to, to make a return. It's a fluid situation. We just simply have to wait and see and wait and find out uh, how he checks out with, with these uh, things here. And he's dealt with this before. So he, he understands what it's about and what it means uh, to, to play in a game like this and having to deal with that. And it's, a, it's, it's tough because he, what if he does feel okay and then the next thing you know, right, he's lightheaded or the light is bothering him all these different things, or he can't just simply stay, he simply cannot handle 20 plus minutes on the stationary bike. Right. And how's he now going to run up and down the floor and, and the physicality that it comes with the game and still be a, a positive out there for the basketball team and be a plus for what they need out there on the floor. So yeah, this one they're going to have to move forward as if he's not there. Uh, you have to go out there and get the good production that you got from, Tobias Harris, who's been the most consistent player throughout the entire playoffs right now. James Harden certainly has to make shots and step up, and he has to take more than the amount of shots that he did on Monday night. Tyrese Maxey, while he finished with 19 points, you would like more. You would like more because you do feel like there were times that he had an advantage. Now, look, he, he got the shots up. He just didn't make them. So as you pointed out in the first segment, it's not just about the three-pointers. It's about the shots in general. They shot 43% from the floor, and they had some good looks. Some of the stuff was rushed, but they did have some good looks. And 27 threes that Doc Rivers was talking about were certainly uh, some, some good opportunities for them to knock down shots. And then you have those center minutes, man, where you just hope to get something a little bit more from those center minutes, from those big guys. I wonder how much more without Joel Embiid they will decide to go with the Tobias Harris experiment again at the five, not getting him in foul trouble, but uh, with him being out there at the five, George Niang is, is his prime partner to be next to him at the four position. And if he's out there, he that's him. He has to make shots in, in this game. He cannot be 0 for 7. He has to connect on something uh, in order to make that lineup worth it offensively and defensively because of what could go wrong on the other end. So you got to match those guys point for point. And it, it, but it is encouraging to hear, most importantly, for Embiid, just simply that his health is improving uh, every day. Well, basketball aside, dealing with the health part of just recovering from what he's recovering from with the concussion and, of course, that orbital fracture that just will not heal overnight. 
uh, that's that's encouraging to hear about you all indeed. So we'll play it by ear. Uh, appreciate the update. And folks, you heard Doc Rivers. Don't want to get your hopes up too high because the, the big fella may not be ready. But first things first, they have to win game number two. It's not the end of the world again because they can come home on Friday and feel rejuvenated being in front of the home crowd and just feed off of that energy from you all. But game number two, they all said it. Paul Reed included. That's the winnable game on one on Monday in game one. They gave that one up a little bit. Revenge tonight at FTX Arena. All right, in the final segment, we got to talk about some awards. Another one was handed out. Will that also uh, amp up the crowd in Miami once he receives that for the game? Tell you who it is and what that award is on the other side right here. Final one, locked on, 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you. Keith, on Tuesday, the NBA announced the winner of the Sixth Man of the Year Award. And to no one's surprise, it went to the Heat. Tyler Hero. Fantastic season. 20 points off the bench on average. Many thought that he could have been an all-star because of how well he was playing as an offensive player. He really did a fantastic job coming off the bench and presenting him with the the award the team was. Udonis Haslam's had a nice little speech for him there about his maturity, his growth, and the player that he has become and how important he is to the team and what they ask of him, kind of sacrificing a bit as a starter but coming off the bench. And you want to see the Sixers win, of course, Sixer fans. No one can deny that that guy can flat out score. He he can fill it up, and he is uh, deserving of the award that he received on Tuesday, uh, receiving the Six Man of the Year award. Yeah, I mean he is a, a great a great player, a great scorer. I mean it's funny because see last year you remember he had a phenomenal rookie season, and then last year it seems like they put him in the lineup and he was playing with Jimmy and all those other guys, and he and he took a step back. And they realize it's kind of sort of like, hey, you know what? Here's a guy that can basically um, can come off the bench and he doesn't have to compete with anybody for points. He can just go get buckets. He can rely on that role. And you look at it and he's been what? A lot, often than not, is either him or, or Jimmy Butler who's the leading scorer. And he doesn't have to compete with Bam because let's face it, he does have some deficiencies. He has defensive deficiencies. Yeah. Um, but when but when you have him on the floor with those other guys, you know, your offense is predicated around Butler and and then bam. So you just got this guy there. And especially this year with Kyle, um Kyle Lowry being there. So, you know, I felt like that was smart to bring him off the bench. And uh you're right. He's gonna be motivated tonight. Not only that, he's gonna have the crowd, but this is going to be the second game back. The first game back, you like you go through a little bit of rustiness and, and this and that. And the second game back from, you know, uh, from not shooting the ball and all that stuff that he, he he the past four days prior to the game he didn't do. It's one of those things where you expect the shots that he missed to come a little bit more easier, to be a little bit more fluid, you know, more um, in rhythm. So, you know, the Sixers have to do a, a quality job of, containing him and, and trying to, I ain't going to say shut him down, but try to contain him a little bit. 
Yeah, you got to slow him down. And as you said, he's a phenomenal scorer. He, he can score at every level from three, uh, the mid-range area, putting the ball on the floor, getting to the basket as well. You need to be physical with him because he is still a bit slight as far as his frame goes. So if if a defender can put their body on him a little bit more, or even if it's just Matisse Thybul and his ranginess, making him uh, disrupting his flow uh, of where he likes to get with the basketball. So that's going to be important, of course, tonight to slow him down. He will have the crowd behind him. They'll be they'll be amped up because of the award if you know that he'll receive it pregame. But how many people will be in the building pregame for him to, oh, to, to, see, to actually see uh, him receiving this award? So, um, I, I, but yeah, man, they and 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 they have to attack him. Yeah, we talked about the close game. They got to attack him because that deficient, as good as he is, offensive player. He's a poor defensive player, man, and they really have to attack that guy and make him pay uh, when he is out there. Don't make it too easy because when we saw that in March and they were scoring and really putting him on his heels defensively, it affected his, his offensive production. He shot poorly in that last game against the, the 76ers because I think they did put some of that pressure on him as, as a defensive player and making him do things. And, you know, he, he he suffered as an offensive player as a result. And Eric Spolster had no point, had no, you know, he had nothing else to go to. He had to keep him on the floor because the Sixers were just simply matching their points from Maxi, Milton, and Korkmaz. They needed, they needed him out there on the floor, Tyler Hero, in that game. So thank you again that nothing changes. Award or not, you awarded for the sixth man of the year. And it has nothing, make no mistake, nothing to do with his defensive acumen out there on the floor. It's all about his offense. So they need to attack, attack, attack that man when he is out there on the floor because uh, that's how I believe with their second unit when he is out there, they can disrupt things a little bit with the flow and not allowing him to simply get too comfortable out there on the floor. So congratulations to him. He's a, he's a tremendous scorer. He's only going to get better as a scorer in this league for uh, all the years that he will be in the league for a long time. But tonight, okay, cool. Get the award. Well-deserved. Now I got to come at you. Now I got to maxi attack. If Shake Milton is in there, to get Shake Milton some points because you, you need points off the bench. While you may not get 25 from one individual off the bench tonight for the Sixers to match Tyler Hero's point performance in game number one, you still have to attack that guy. And one of the candidates for me, Keith, is Shake Milton off the bench when he is in there. If if he's if Hero's in there, when Milton is in there, I do think they should call his number a little bit more and allow him to go after him. Sure, Harden, Maxi, Harris, the mismatch, prime candidates. But Shake Milton as well, if he's gonna give him minutes and that's the matchup, go at that man because he cannot stay in front of Shake Milton as we saw in the game in March. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, did I say something wrong about their building? They, they arrived late style in style. Yeah, yeah they do. But it's funny. Who else? There's a lot of places. Like there was times in the beginning. Well, it's funny. The people at Toronto also arrived late, but they all show up by the time to do the national anthem okay. or that Canadian anthem, right? Because yeah. they all want to sing it. It's crazy. Like, Dude, it's like soon when they do, they do like a countdown, and all of a sudden you just see 
all these people coming down running. Then <laughs> they just stand up and start singing. I'm like, wow, okay, okay. Is it that they're also outside in the uh, Jurassic Park, so they kind of get caught up in all that stuff outside? Nah, they like, no? I think they are in there trying to get their grub on <laughs> in the concourse, people watching and stuff like that. Now, the Jurassic Park thing, that's huge, but those for there for the people who basically, I mean, some of them may get caught Don't up. Have tickets. There, but, but the way they got it is like, it's kind of blocked off. Like it's hard to get out and then get back around. And you know what I mean? It's too much maneuvering. I'm pretty sure some of them do it, but um, you know, that's a Jurassic park thing. They got it blocked off pretty nicely. It's smart because they also have uh, vendors out there selling food to them. It's, 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 it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But yeah, this is a, a late arriving crowd. They're like on their fashionably late join. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I can't stand that. I'm a basketball fan, so basketball fan. While I like nice clothes, get to the game. Get to the game, folks. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. On our next episode, we'll certainly be previewing uh, and breaking down what happened in game number two. We'll see if the Sixers can bounce back and even this series up, feeling much better heading into game number three with a 1-1 series tie with the Miami Heat after tonight's game. So make sure that your second listen, though, is uh, Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And as an example, a tough one in Memphis in game number two where a silly foul from Dylan Brooks, who I can't stand, takes down Gary Payton Jr., fractured elbow. That's what you get on Locked On uh, locked on NBA when you uh, check into them, talking about stories like that, the big stories around the NBA with Tyler Hero also winning the award and what happened with Jalen Brown erupting in the first quarter against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's what you get on Locked On uh, NBA. But, Keith, for us – Thank you, man. And we'll see if these guys can get the job done tonight. Yeah. And then also, before you go to Locked On NBA, which is great, make sure you go to our Locked On 76ers YouTube channel and subscribe to that. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast um, wherever you get your podcast at. But to get the YouTube channel, make sure you go to YouTube, Locked On 76ers for YouTube, and subscribe there. And thank you all for listening. Appreciate you, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Keith. All right. Thanks, man. Peace.